0: Grace Point Revealed Podcast, episode number
1: three.
0: Boy, oh boy, be sure you're... Secret dealings in the middle of the night will find you out. Nothing is hidden from the great detective work of Emmett Carver and Associates.
2: Yeah. Emmett Carver, Ellie Miller, mm-hmm. and the deadly seagulls
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: There you go. That's awesome. I'm, 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 as we continue to podcast Daryl, this what our fourth episode, episode mm-hmm. three. Mm hmm. I'm loving the seagulls, the deadly seagulls more and more. Good. I like the music.
0: I'm glad it's I'm enjoying hearing, or hearing, I'm enjoying seeing your arm flapping things. That's that right. You do it's kind of like
2: the dirty bird. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's it, But it's the deadly bird. Mm-hmm. Yep. You
0: do it very well. Thank you. Especially Thank you. from a seated position. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it is. It's one like, I could get my neck going. Uh huh. I'm sure everyone can hear my neck going.
0: Yeah. Right your neck, when it goes, it makes noise.
2: You know, just like you would. Yeah. Doing the Deadly Seagull, but I can't <laughs> from a sitting position very uh, well. well. We're not here to talk about my neck moving.
0: No, we're not. Although it's odd that it came up, but that was not our intention.
2: It never is, Daryl. No. We're here to talk about Grace Point. This was episode three. Yeah. It was directed by David Petrarca. Did mm-hmm. I say that right?
0: That's how I would say it.
2: And written by Anya Epstein and Dan. Footerman, this is the first episode that we have that has not been written by Chris Chibnall. Is that correct?
0: Chibnall, but I think I actually had it wrong last week. I think I had not changed it out from the week before. Mm -hmm. Let me look because we ought to uh, give them some post credit if credit is due and it is last week was directed by James Strong which right. we had right because right. he also directed the first episode Okay that was easy um uh, but it was also written by uh, oh. Anya Epstein and damn Dam, Futterman damn Futterman or, or Dan his brother
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was written by Dan Fogelberg <laughs> <laughs> It might have been <laughs> Nice Well
0: okay. Clint, let's uh, start out with some episode ratings for okay, this week. Darryl,
2: a a uh, historic low for this episode for in, this series. Yes, in our three week run here. <laughs> yeah, what'd you give it?
0: I gave it a seven point five. I I did have it as an eight for a long time, but I just really felt like I was just trying to give it an eight, and I couldn't really. Uh, give a good reason if I knew that I would have to defend my, my score or talk about my score. And I thought I I can't, I I don't know how you defend that. And so I I landed on a 7.5 and it's 7.5 messages
2: from beyond the grave. What about you? 7.5 messages from beyond the grave. Wow. Okay. Uh, I gave it, I had to, I had to drop mine. I gave it six really big spinning beach balls.
0: Oh Yeah. I and mean, yet from the last scene. From the last scene. Yeah, that was a big spinning beach ball. Yes. It, I I always find it interesting. Maybe you do too. On on shows where they are showing a computer screen because they can't show the Windows screen or the Mac screen or even Linux usually. Yeah. It's some sort of proprietary operating system or program or something like that. And it's that. always
2: terrible looking. It's
0: always terrible and I always get a kick out of of what they have mocked up to to be shown on the screen that's right yeah
2: so this was like it looked like a really bad apple the beach ball did right
0: and the website looked like something out of the the late 90s
2: yeah it was like yellowpages.com from like 1998
0: eight yeah exactly yeah
1: (laughs) that's our episode ratings we also got an episode rating from mark here's what his is I rate this episode six flaky alibis and I was going to rate it a five. The only reason I'm raising it up to a six is because of the music in the episode. Now, I'm not one to notice music. Most TV shows or movies, I come out of there and I couldn't even tell you if there was music in there. I know most of the time there is and I didn't notice any music in the first two episodes, but for some reason, the music caught me in this episode and it was a very ominous music and very appropriate to all the scenes. And I really enjoyed it. And I noticed it throughout the episode. And I think it did a really good job creating the ambience for the entire show. So just because of that music, I raised my rating up by one point. There you go. Awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I like the music too. I have noticed it in the other episodes and I, I really think it's fitting for this, uh, you know, postcard town mystery, Yeah, you know, because it's not a high action show. No, it's it's a slow burn show. It is. Um, And I feel like the music kind of has that same feel to it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like if Northern Exposure turned into a murder mystery. I could go for that. That's kind of what the the music reminds me of. It's kind of like that. Yeah.
0: It reminds me also of the Twin Peaks. Right. Style, or at least the intro music that we had during the opening credits and stuff.
2: I got you. I will say the only time I thought it was not appropriate was at the end of the episode. Okay. I'm getting, I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but I thought overall, this was kind of a weaker episode from last week. Yeah. I thought last week the pacing was excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, they did a great job of the kind of the mini cliffhangers. Yep. They did. And we didn't get that this week. It was kind of like, okay, we're just going to throw the commercials in or their scene transitions. And Mm -hmm. then at the end of the episode, he types in the number. We get the spinny beach ball with no real dramatic music and then the credits pop up. Yeah. It's like we couldn't wait three seconds for the number to pop up. Right. Well, no, that was a finger. Or give us the clue uh-huh. that, hey, we're going to build up this dramatic music and this is going to be the cliffhanger for the episode. That's one thing that um, the show The Killing did really well, because about 60 to 30, 60 seconds before the show ended, they would start like this. It was the same theme. Okay. It was a great theme, but you always knew. You knew the episode was about to You're yeah. going to get these vignettes, and then there's going to be like the last scene, which is the cliffhanger, and you're like, okay, I'm ready for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: And they didn't do that. It was just kind of like somebody typing something, and then the spinning beach ball, and then the episode's over.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some music, but it wasn't a huge buildup. Of, right. There was just a... And that was kind of the end yeah. of it. Yeah. there was no... <laughs> there was definitely none of that. Okay, I I can I can totally go for that too. And I did I did feel like the cliffhangers into the commercials were not as strong this week. This is a 10 episode series. Broad Church was 8, am I correct? That's correct. So, obviously we don't want detail for those who like myself who haven't seen Broad Church, but do are there are are the two shows starting to diverge in, in any yet? Yeah? What I'm getting at is maybe because they have the two extra episodes in this series. Did they drag some stuff out here in this episode that was contained in a single episode last in, in Broadchurch?
2: Um, actually, last week they pulled, I think they pulled some content forward. And I'm trying to remember what the third episode was for Broadchurch without going back and looking. I couldn't tell you. I do know there were two things in here that were not in Broadchurch. Oh, cool. And I don't know if we want to talk about those or not
0: probably i don't know because i don't want to spoil the folks including myself as i just said that haven't seen broad church yet
2: and and it's not really important at this point but you can Mm. tell that they're starting to add some more stuff to the storyline
0: okay that's good to know yeah yeah i've seen a lot of chatter on twitter i see less of it each week but i'm still seeing a lot of chatter on twitter even snarky comments like Oh, I would love to watch uh, grace point on Fox, but I think I'll just watch broad church instead. Yeah. You know, those sor- sorts of things. And when I read something like that, I'm reading into that, that that person hasn't even looked at grace point to see if it's different. They, or maybe they watched the first episode and that's all and thought oh, it's, it's the exact same series, but right. it is good to hear that they're the two shows are getting more separated now here. that There were three episodes in. Yeah. And I said three, the uh, two yeah. shows. I want to make sure I said that yeah. the right way. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, yeah, three episodes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Not a whole lot of separation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still like 97%. Okay. It's like humans and chimpanzees DNA right now. What? Yep.
0: You know, we have uh, 50% of our DNA with bananas.
2: I did not. That's interesting.
0: Isn't it? Explains a lot about you. Why I find you so appealing.
2: B. <laughs> 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 that comment was bananas. B. A. N. A. N. A. Yes. All right. All right. So <laughs> wow, we just heard from,
0: from Mark with his episode rating, but he also had some just some kind of overall thoughts on the episode. Let's listen to that.
1: Now, I find this episode didn't really do much to further the case, unlike the first two episodes where there was all sorts of little clues that you kind of went, oh, maybe this means that person did it or maybe this means that other person did it. I didn't find this really had anything like that in it. I still think Dean Iverson did it and there was nothing in this episode to persuade me otherwise. In fact, the two things that I did find in this episode is Chloe texting somebody, which we presume is Dean, saying, if you know where my dad was, you have to come forward, as well as Raymond's message from Danny, if it's true that Danny knew his killer and it was somebody close to them and that's why he doesn't want his mom to look into it. Well, if it's not his dad, then my guess is it's his sister's boyfriend. As far as the prime suspects go, I don't really think Mark did it. I saw no evidence that Susan, the grumpy dog lady, had anything to do with it. There were no new clues to point towards Tom Miller. The only thing that we saw that could possibly be a clue was when Vince was loading the van and the journalist came up to him and we saw him covering up some rifles and there was definitely some blood on the carpet in the van. But all I think that is, is in the first episode, that farmer, when he was talking to Emmett, saying that there's poachers about. So I think that's all it is. Vince is a hunter. He was out there. That blood will turn out to be some animal blood. And those were his hunting rifles that he was covering up. So other than giving us very little more on Emmett's medical condition, I really found this episode didn't add very much to the mystery of Danny's murder.
0: All right. Lots of stuff in there. And we're certainly going to hit on uh, all of that along the way, but I I went ahead and played that now as as opposed to when we, when we wrap up our conversation, because he's kind of giving an overview and he felt a lot of the same way that you did where not a whole lot of new stuff really added here. Uh, Focused a lot on Mark, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. Just a. Kind of a a quick, you know, rundown. This episode, to me, focused a lot on Mark Solano and his skeletons. And even the things that weren't directly with Mark, you know, they were checking his alibi by going to the cabin. They were talking to Vince, you know, about Mark's alibi, talking to Gemma. But a lot of skeletons came out in Mm -hmm. this episode. We knew that he obviously was lying to the police. Yeah. We were pretty sure last week. Now we know for sure that he was lying. That He was cheating on his wife.
0: I was right about that.
2: Yep. So very good. Very good girl. And
0: it wasn't a homosexual
2: relationship. That's right. So sorry, Corey. Why are you sorry to Corey? Because that was his guess. That was his guess. Okay. Yeah. Everyone in his family knew, including his son and his daughter. At least I'm making the assumption that Danny knew based on the comments that he found in his journal Journal, diary that that, uh, was read last week. Yeah. And then you can correct me if I'm wrong, Uh but Chloe was texting Jimma. Well, to come forward because Chloe used to work for Gemma. So she has a relationship mm -hmm. with Gemma. She obviously knew that there was something going on. Yep. She texted Gemma. Gemma came forward.
0: I read it the same way. In fact, I've got a note in here somewhere that says Chloe texts Dean. uh, Here it is. Chloe thinks that Dean might know where Mark was when Danny died. And I made that note when she's actually texting. Yep. Then when we see Jim, Gemma show up at the police, police station, station and all that, I just, just did a strike through so I wouldn't forget that I had thought that and replaced it with Gemma. So I had the exact same thought that you did, which is the exact same conclusion that you made, is that Chloe knew... Or knows that her dad is having an affair with, yeah. you know, she knows about it too. And I hadn't thought about Danny in his journal, but I think you're right about that too. I think both of the, I think Beth is the only one that doesn't know. Which is which terrible. She knows now.
2: Yeah. yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> she found out in the word squap. What an idiot. Just go yes. right back to yes. her. Wow.
0: What an idiot. Yeah.
2: And that whole scene was really awkward. It's like, this is terrible. This is a huge mistake. Yeah. Tell me what I should do. Kiss me, and then they're making out just <laughs> yeah. so that Beth can see him and then now Go home. Now they're split seats yeah. again,
0: and Beth's just standing there. Neither one of them notice her, but
2: yeah, obviously, very clearly in the background, right? Yeah, that was. It, she could have dropped a a pipe, and they would have been like, "Oh, must have been a cat." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man. Uh,
0: so I think we can agree that that everyone in the family knows. Yeah, except, I, I mean, look, it's it's possible what Mark said, where. She texted Dean. Dean knew, made the connection, and is the one that sent Gemma. That Sure, that's a possibility, but uh, I, I, I didn't read it that way.
2: Unlikely, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say that the common connection between Gemma and Dean is Chloe. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, we also found out that he was abusive. Yeah. On at least one occasion, probably more Here's the f- un- unclear.
0: I, I would say probably more. Yeah. Uh, Tom's dad, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Miller. I have it right down
2: here. Why don't I just look? Is Joe. 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 Joe Miller. Joe, 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 Joe,
0: You know, we don't get a lot of out of him each week, but he's definitely there. Um, he, when that question was asked of Tom, he recoiled a little bit. When, you know, he, he reacted before yeah. Tom ever responded, which tells me that Tom, either he observed something or Tom told him right. that Mark had abused Danny at some point. Right. His wife obviously is a police officer. So either he didn't tell her Mm. or she did the Ellie thing. And it's like, you know, it's okay this time. Just don't do it again, Mark. Okay.
2: You know? Yeah. Hey, if you ever do that again, yeah, you'll be in big trouble. You're going to have
0: to come in and file a report. That's right. Yeah. It's your earliest convenience. Yeah,
2: Whenever you feel like it, I know that you've right. Just abused your child. My son's best friend, but uh,
0: yeah. but then again, she's over here going. Mark wouldn't have done it. You can't. You can't play this game with Mark. Do you know what it would do it to town, to his family, if yeah. it turned if you if you keep pushing this? So, if she had known about Mark being an abuser to Danny, surely she wouldn't have made those comments and taken that approach. Sure. No, I think you're right. So maybe the dad kept it to himself between him and Tom. Which? Why would he do that? I don't know. The fact that Joe. Recoiled. He knows something, yeah. And maybe he's the guy in the background of all these scenes with one line every episode. And maybe we need to keep a closer eye on him. Could be. I, I don't know. I do, he's still very very low on my list, but there was something there. Is all I'm saying. I'm yeah. not sure what to do with it yet. Yep. All right. We're we're skipping all around here as we're talking about these various new clues that we got. But that, that I think that's okay.
2: Yeah. And then I was just going to say that they found that he had a police record. Mm-hmm. Had a. A temper, mm-hmm. a little a history of violence.
0: Yeah. And they know about you know? the uh, altercation with uh, the priest last that's week. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So,
2: you know, it's, it's,
0: we got all of that in this episode because last week was designed to point all the fingers to Mark. And so it needed to, it made sense that they spent a lot of time this week kind of making, deconstructing making that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Deconstructing that's the perfect way of putting it. So, in their deconstruction of that, Does that make Mark less or more suspicious in your eyes? Less. Yeah.
2: Less suspicious to me. Yeah. I mean, they could come back and, you know, I don't know. But Mark is obviously a very selfish person. Yes. I, I think that's clear. Yep. Is he selfish enough that, you know, Danny was out skateboarding and saw him and Gemma Fisher together and confronted his dad that he would say, you know, We know he's been abusive. Mm -hmm. They would, you know, kind of poke him and say, you're not telling your mom. And Danny would say, being at that age, I'm telling mom, you're not going to tell her. And then he would get violent Mm -hmm. and then accidentally. Accidentally.
0: Yeah. I don't think if, if, if it does turn out to be Mark, I don't think it was intentional. Here's the, there there are two things. And I guess to answer my own question first, I'll say less suspicious of Mark this week. And he was already pretty low on my list. But there are two things that still are iffy to me with Mark. Okay. One is everyone seemed to agree. I know Vince was covering for him, but Vince told them one o'clock. Mark said one o'clock. Jim said one o'clock was when they kind of wrapped up their, their affair. Right. So they, if I remember correctly from the pilot, they said that Danny died somewhere before like 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. So it could be one. Or, or more could be there's, so there's a, there's a two to three hour gap after Great. the rendezvous okay. where action still could have happened sure. with Danny. So all that stuff that you just said could still have happened. His alibi doesn't cover the full amount of time where Danny could have been killed. So there's that. The other thing is at the very end of the episode, again, I'm skipping around a little bit here, but when Beth asks him point blank, are you going to tell me where you were? He says, not right now and she says did you do it and he starts he does all the things that somebody does when they're lying mm-hmm. you you think i'm capable of that he does not answer the question and she even says so much all you have to do is say no yes and he doesn't do that i mean to me that that's the that that scene right there is the biggest red flag to mark that that i've seen yet because his behavior is that of a liar, if your wife, if your son dies and your wife asks you, Clint, did you do this? You're going to tell her no if you didn't do it.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. And Mandy and I talked about this when we watched Broadchurch and we talked about it again here. Okay. If I'm in Mark's shoes, I'm acting suspicious, right? Because I know that I've cheated on my wife, but Beth doesn't know. Yeah. Beth knows that I'm acting weird. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, probably the fact that I cheated on her is pretty low in her mind. She's worried about who killed.
0: Right. I agree with that. Right. And so
2: she's starting to get the hint that, hey, maybe it was Mark. You know, you're acting weird. She asked him point blank. Right. She would ask me what I say at that point really doesn't matter. Why not? It's it's all about how I say it. Right. If my wife asked me directly, did you kill our son? And I say, no, is she going to believe me? Probably not. Probably not. But at least you've said, at least you haven't tried to
0: dodge the question and there's a chance that she'll believe you. When you, when you dodge the question, there's no chance she's going to believe you. Now it could be that he thinks that that he's still applying that same logic of she doesn't, if, if I tell her, no, I didn't. Then the next question is, well, then what were you doing? Right. And so I'm going to just continue to be elusive so that I don't have to tell her what I was
2: doing. Right, Which is just stupid and selfish on his part. Stupid, stupid, stupid and selfish, selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, part of him is probably hurt Mm -hmm. that this person that, you know, he married and has lived with for so many years thinks that he is capable Mm -hmm. of killing anybody, much less their son.
0: Yeah. Well, it would only be because, not only, but I would think a primary reason would be that she has also observed some of his violent outbursts. That's true. And wonder, yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, I can't help but think that she would think that, in an accident, in a violent outburst, something happened.
2: Well, it's clear that that's what she she thought because Mm -hmm. you know she pulled Chloe into the, into the bathroom Bathroom. and Mm -hmm. said, you know, it's just us now. Yeah, I mean and, that, that was a a very powerful scene. I think
0: it was absolutely was, and and even with, I mean, even with Chloe, we, you and I both think Chloe, knowing that Mark is having an affair, yeah, she's still saying, "And Dad, right? Yeah, and Dad, right? Yeah. You know, and well, not so much, not so much." Now the episode starts out with Mark having a dream about Danny. Is there anything we can learn from this? He's being haunted, if you will, by his son's death. Yeah. That could be because he's feeling guilt or it could be, and that guilt could be because he wasn't there for him because he was with a woman. It could be because he had a, he had a a more tangible role in the death of his son. It could just be because his son has died and he's a grieving father. Any, anything else? I suppose. What do you, what do you think? Anything we can read from this?
2: No. You know, I thought about it. The fact that he was in the closet. Yeah you know, if there's something a little bit more to read into that, but I don't think that there is, Okay, you know, just a grieving father, you know, that it's still fresh in his mind and he's still trying to process through it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, I think we're in agreement right there as well. What about a lot of this episode was Carver and uh, Miller at odds with each other. They don't like each other. They're, they're snarky towards each other, flat out rude. At times, Carver has no manners. He doesn't. He, he doesn't seem to respect her at all. I, I, it's sure. it's getting to a point where it's kind of hard to like this guy. I kind of respect the work that he is doing, but he's really not uh, endearing himself to the audience at all.
2: No, he's not. He he absolutely is not. But but I think we got kind of a peek into that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with his with his conversation with the doctor, right. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that, but, you know, we know that he feels guilt about what happened at Rosemond. Is that mm-hmm. right?
0: Rosemond, Rosemont, Ro- yeah, Rose, Ros- 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 Rosie, Rosie, Rose, mm-hmm.
2: and that he feels that this case is his penance. Right. Right. And so, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, he mentioned that he hated the town. Yeah. Hates the, the people, the people, how happy everyone is. You know the ocean. He hates the cliffs. You know he hates the air. He just hates everything. Everything. And you know when he was saying that, and this is this is a totally ridiculous analogy, but I'm really badly allergic to cats. Yes, you you are. Cat cats are cute little creatures to most people. Yeah, it's probably the same thing your son goes through with peanuts. Right. When I see a Reese's peanut butter cup, I'm like, oh, that looks delicious. Yeah. Your son sees it as evil death.
0: He, that's, yeah, right. that's it. Yep. That's the thing that could kill me right, right there.
2: Yeah. So that is poison. Right. I can't put that into my body to a much lesser extent. That's the way I'm with cats. Cats to most people are loving and furry and they want to pet them and they don't mind them crawling. I see one and it just makes me mad. Yeah. That's the thing that makes me sick all the time. Get that stupid cat out of my face. Right. And so, you know, he's, he feels like he has to kind of go through this. This is his penance he's got to solve this case. He has to bring closure to this family Mm -hmm. and everything that keeps him from doing that is something that is driving him up the wall. Yeah. He's got Ellie Miller who is inexperienced and she trusts everybody and she can't get it through her thick skull that everyone is a suspect and she's just there to, to keep him. you know, things that are niceties like cups of coffee on a cold morning and, that's all a big waste of time. He's got to get to the case. He's yeah. got to solve the case. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go through the case, and so that's that's kind of how how I've read his personality. I think David Tennant, for what it's worth, has done a fantastic job. You know, and Anna Gunn, I think, a little bit better this episode, reacting to that.
0: Yeah, I I love the dynamic between the two because they are so at odds at each other, and yet they they're both professionals. They both want to do the, the best they can. And that doesn't always equal the same methodology. Right. And I find it a little bit of the odd couple, I guess you could say with, <laughs> with these two. And and I've, I I enjoy watching it. I think Anna's doing a good job. I talked about that last week. I didn't really think there was any, any, I didn't have any issues with what she was doing, but I do think that you're exactly right with him looking at it like it's his penance. That's not something that you enjoy right. doing. Penance isn't something that you're happy that you're getting to be, you know, doing. And so, all that makes sense. Do you feel though that he? We saw a glimpse last week where he threw his wallet down, and there was a girl <laughs> pictured there, right? Which I assume is his daughter. Do you feel like he? His penance is also he doesn't get to be with his daughter right now because those families. And uh, Rosemonts don't get to be with their children. I don't know.
2: You know. We don't really know what the situation is. We don't. We with, have no idea. With his daughter. His daughter may have died. Yep. That may be the whole reason he's a cop. Um. You know. Could they, be a divorce. Could be a divorce. They, they could be estranged. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, that girl may not be his daughter. That may be a picture one of, of the victims. one of the victims that yep. he just keeps in his wallet as a reminder of why he's doing it.
0: Yep. No, you're right. And, so, and those, those are all thoughts that I actually had, but I, I landed on the the one that I said, and I don't know either if he feels like it's his penance or not, but I, I just get the feeling that that's his daughter and that, well, because one of the reasons I ask is because he was even asked this week if he had children and he reacted to that. Um, um, Carver asked him if he had any children right there at that first scene. Yeah. And she, uh, yeah, yeah. so, yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, she said that uh, because if, if he did that, they must not have any manners.
2: Yeah, because he has no manners. Yeah, he
0: which he does. doesn't. No, he doesn't. He has none. He took yeah. the coffee from her. I'm not even sure if that was meant for him.
2: <laughs> he just took it.
0: Yeah. And if it was, which it might have been, he didn't say thank you yeah. or anything.
2: You know, he kind of looked at it like, eh, yeah, no sugar. Right. She doesn't know I take my coffee. Who drinks this crap right Yeah. I do. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how
0: I drink mine, buddy.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I drink mine black as well.
0: So Ellie still having an issue with suspecting everyone, which, you know, going back to what I said about her husband, that's the suspect everyone is has been the moniker that Fox has used from the very beginning. Suspect dot com is their poll that they're doing. Yeah. There's probably no one she suspects less than her own husband, but she's not really doing a good job of suspecting everyone. She even says things like, do you know what it would do to that family, to this town, if it was Mark? I mean, you can't make statements like that. She does that a few times throughout this episode. Yeah, She's
2: not a very good police officer.
0: No, she's closer I, to Barney than she is to
2: Andy. That's that's a good, that's a great point. <laughs> well, you know, you think about this little town and the things that she's had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's it's like animal poaching, right? And you know, a couple kids getting caught with. Marijuana. With marijuana Right. Yeah. That's it, it. It is. It's like Mayberry, but on the yeah. on the coast.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I don't mean that she's not capable. Like Barney had to keep his bullet in his pocket because he might shoot himself right. or something. Right, right. She's definitely not that. All I mean is that when it when it comes right down to it, she's not able to separate her heart from her head.
2: Yes. Yeah, she's not able to look at things analytically like a police officer should. Right. You, you know, you had a note in here, I thought this is great. Um, that you love the investigative work that Carver's doing. You want yeah, to talk about that? well,
0: sure. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying him when he is interrogating Vince. Tell me, Vince, where were you Thursday night? Oh, we were out till about one. Where'd you go? Oh, we went over to this town. What was the name of the restaurant? Uh, it was the na- I can't remember the name of yeah. it. It was, it was this. What'd you eat? I had the pulled pork sandwich. Will the server remember you? I don't know. It wasn't like we were the only ones there that night. He's going to the fourth, fifth, sixth question. Yeah. And the reason he's doing that. Who paid? It, right. Yeah. Who paid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is so that he's going to ask Mark. Those are unique answers that he just gave. There is no way that Vince and Mark planned out their alibi that, to the, to, that to that level that detail. De- right. detail. And, and if it, it's
2: not the truth, it's not going to line up.
0: It's not going to line up or the next time he asks Vince, it's not going to line up because Vince isn't going to remember all those details that he made up on the spot. Right. And that's good investigative work.
2: Yeah, it is. It really is. I I think you're right. And that's the kind of investigative work we're not seeing from Miller. Right. Right at all
0: she's making assumptions about people <laughs> she's answering questions right. for
2: people she's in the interrogation room
0: yes, <laughs> and carver just looks at her like are you kidding me right now yes you just answered that question yes
2: yes you're you're taking pressure off of this person yeah
0: it was a question he already knew the answer to of course he who, did. who has the keys to the cabin right that wasn't the purpose of asking the question Yes, exactly <laughs> does he know Oh man, it's just really interesting to see these two and they're, yeah. the way they go at it. Go at so many different things at each other at the case and all that stuff. Speaking of the 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 differences between things, when Mark is lying through his teeth about like he did last week, like he did the first half of this episode, and then when he when he talks about the fishing story when Danny got his uh cut his foot and all that stuff. I I really thought uh, Pena did a great job in this because his mannerisms were completely different. Yeah. When he's telling the truth, it's completely it's different like, than
2: when he's lying. Well, yeah, of course. He got yeah. hooked by the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Bled all over the boat. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Just the other way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It yeah. was it was so well acted and uh, it made it fun for the audience. I think just to see because if we if we were kind of wanting to believe Mark before when he tells that story yeah it's like oh this is this is what Mark looks like when
2: he's telling the truth yes perfect recollection yeah and you know and you know although it was a convenient story for there being blood in the boat he did a good job of selling it as the truth right it might be the truth yeah i mean was it really believable to me it was it was he did a great job of selling it yeah and he couldn't do that when he was lying through his teeth about the no Affair, yeah. So, yeah i I think I think he's definitely telling the truth about that. Now, what I don't know if he's telling the truth about was the cabin, because we got two oh, stories. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm glad you brought this up.
2: There was a burst pipe in the cabin. Uh-huh. You got the key from Susan Wright. Susan Wright said that uh, we'd never had a burst pipe in our lives. Who's lying there, Daryl?
0: I don't know. And this was one of those things. I only thought about it one way the first time I watched the episode. I thought about it her way. I thought, Mark's lying. He didn't go out there and repair a pipe. Yeah. And then the second time I watched the episode, I thought, Wait a minute. What if Mark's not lying about this? Because he doesn't need to lie. He, he he, He needs to lie. But he could say something else. He doesn't have to say there was a burst pipe. Because if there's a burst pipe... You can tell. You should be able to go yeah. out there and physically see pipes that are 50 years old versus pipes that are two weeks old. Or or if, was it hidden in a wall? Where's the repair that's been made to the wall? Yeah. You should be able to. Where's the receipt from the hardware store where there you know. had to go buy the pipe? Or maybe he had it in stock yes. already. I don't know. He's going
2: to have accounts receivable in his. Yes, that is his, fully traceable. Account. Right.
0: So for him to make that up, when I watched it the second time through, I'm like. Maybe she's lying yeah. on that.
2: And it was mm. pretty much, I mean, he he recalled the details pretty vividly. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would know that Susan Wright had the keys.
0: Yeah. Unless he had been there to get the key. But he could have been there to get the key to have a little time with
2: Gemma. Yeah, that's true.
0: But I don't think so. But
2: at that point, it's already out, right? Well,
0: exactly. You don't want her to know that you're going yeah. to the cabman for any reason, unless yeah. it's business related. Right. You don't want to give her reason to suspect you're having an affair. Right. So I don't, yeah, I think that she was lying on this. I think that Susan was lying about the pipe. Yep. Susan Wright with the pipe in the cabin. Okay. That's where the lie Called is. It.
2: Yeah. So how did his blood get there? Well, Danny's blood? No, how did Mark's, oh no, he had a fingerprint. His fingerprint. Okay, that's there. right. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: And that's accounted for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Danny's blood is not yet.
0: Right. All right. So who do you think was lying? Are you, are we in agreement on this too?
2: Well, I think Susan is lying.
0: Okay interesting wow we're all about agreeing with each other today
2: yeah i think susan's definitely lying or they're both lying in some small capacity okay
0: well mark has some thoughts about the cabin i don't remember what he says but let's listen to it and see what mark has to say
2: okay real quick okay real quick susan just strikes me and she's just the oddest person around the cops (laughs) yes she is isn't she yeah but she strikes me as the type of person just based on the limited time we've had with her character that would tell a bold-faced lie to the police Mm -hmm. for no other reason than because she can because she has no respect for the police yeah and she's like you know what i don't care if i screw up your investigation i'm screwing up your investigation i'm just gonna tell a lie after lie just because i feel like it yeah just because i want to see what happens i want to see what you do
0: yeah i i agree with that she's she's an odd duck really odd yeah anyways okay go ahead all right here's mark
1: Now regarding the whole cabin thing, Mark says that he was in there fixing a broken pipe and Susan says that he never, there was never a pipe that broke in there. I find it strange that the police are not questioning or asking who has rented the cabin recently. Is it possible that Gemma rented the cabin and and maybe made a copy of the key and her and Mark have been using the cabin that way? Maybe she rented it on the pretense of getting it for one of her guests who wanted to spend a night overlooking the ocean. We know she was willing to find them cocaine if they asked for it. So why not a lookout cabin? So I find that very strange that the police haven't questioned who has actually rented the cabin in recent months.
0: Well, they did in the pilot episode. He asked her to get uh, the records of everyone who's, um, I mean, it was last week. Uh, who's rented that cabin right in the last six weeks, I think he said.
2: Yeah. And maybe they just haven't, I, I would say that's probably one of those details that they're going to get to, mm-hmm. but they can't have got to it yet because it doesn't build suspense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll get back yeah. to that. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. All right.
2: You know, Mark <coughs> kind of already talked about the guns in the van.
0: Uh, yes, he did. He had some thoughts that I, that I hadn't thought. I hadn't thought about putting the guns in the van with the poaching uh, that we saw in the right. pilot episode, I think he's probably spot on about that. I I felt like they were a red herring because Danny wasn't killed by a bullet, right. although he, maybe he was hit with a gun stock, you know, because blunt force, force trauma to the head is how, how he was killed. But yeah. I, I don't think that the guns are involved. I think that was, I think Mark's right about that. What do you have, th- what do you think?
2: Yeah, you know, I was, I was just thinking about of course, we don't know. We don't know what Vince's motivations are. What type of person he is? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Mark was correct and that Vince was was poaching? Which I think I agree with. Danny's out. He saw him cutting the, cutting the you know the wire, the wire fence. Yeah, and Vince is like, oh, you can't tell anybody. I mean, I almost feel like Danny had to have died, accidentally. Yeah, I do too. And I I feel like whoever whoever it was it was not a, it was, it was not a first degree murder. Mm -hmm. It was not planned for. Right. And that they panicked. Right. And then they, that they tried to make it look like a suicide.
0: That's exactly what, how I feel too. I think that he saw something he wasn't supposed to see and what it was he saw and who he saw doing it is, is really the biggest question or, you know, including it could be the affair with, with Jimma. It could be some drugs. It could be the poaching. Even it it could be, could be a lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now the boat, it seemed like at the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. Carver is starting to believe the psychic about the fact that it was, it was with a boat on a water or on the water near the water. I think the reason
0: he, I don't know that he's believing the psychic. I think he's believing that the boat or a boat would be a reasonable explanation for how they were able to get the body in that position without leaving any evidence because they don't seem to have been able to gather any evidence from that scene from the beach scene. So coming in by boat would explain a whole lot. And I think that's where he kind of latched onto it at that point.
2: But how would the psychic know that? Just like you said last week. Yeah. He determined it. Yeah. You know, he was, this is something I was thinking about. He's working on the phone lines. Uh-huh. Is he the kind of person that would tap the police phone lines?
0: Oh my goodness. Or maybe he heard something else. Yeah. Maybe he heard something. Yeah. That's a good observation. I don't know. observation. It's just a, thought. That's a really good thought. I don't know. He's he's definitely, uh, he got on the super creepy mode this week following, he was waiting oh, was. outside of yeah. Beth's house so that he could follow her as soon as she leaves, follows her to the beach,
2: tells her he's got a message from Danny. Hey, you know when you get a message from your spirit guide, you got to stop uh, at nothing.
0: I, uh, boy, I thought, she, I have to say the actress that's playing Beth and I, I should look this up so that I can give her, her, her just reward here. Do you she kn- did
2: a great job. I don't know. I don't know her name.
0: All right. I'm going to look it up. She's doing such a good job. Uh, she has so many scenes where she's having to be right on the edge of a breakdown. And yeah. I think that that type of emotion is is easier for some actors to get to than others. Yeah. And I don't know how easy that is. I would assume it's pretty easy for her since she's having to play it so Yeah,
2: much. they probably cast her in that role.
0: Yeah. But my goodness, she's doing such a good job. And her name is Virginia Cole and K-U-L-L. And man, I th- I just think she's really knocking it out of the park.
2: She's doing great. Yeah.
0: And her, her scene this, this week when she was on the treadmill, I mean, that's hard. It's hard to act and run on a treadmill at the same time.
2: I can't, I can't even run on a treadmill. So. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you for making that comment. Actually
2: decent. It was stupid until you commented back. So, uh, we got, we got a little bit more of Renee again. She's, she's speaking of dirty bird. She's a dirty bird. Uh, huh. She is, isn't she? Yeah, she is just conniving. Yeah. Uh we saw Owen having a little bit of financial trouble. We did. Which is interesting. Do we read into that? No. I feel like that was
0: our clue for something future that will happen. I mean, not not that we're to suspect anything like him relate, being related to Danny's death, but he's going to do something. He's going to compromise his integrity or or cross a line, do something where it's going to be for the benefit of Renee. Uh, and it's going to be because she's going to be him some money. That That's where well, I, I mean, we, like we kind of
2: got that this week, right? She said, you know, she did. Hey, if you ever want to get out of here, right. You know, we'll pay you all the rest of that. And he said, I don't, you know, he's, he didn't go for it. I but, don't want to go. I don't want to get out of it, but you could tell when she mentioned money, yep. he's like,
0: mm, yep. okay, maybe. So we're, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. The next time he's not going to deny the offer. Right. What's this new theory that has to do with Tom's interview? Did you? We did talk oh,
2: did did you watch Tom's interview? I watched it a couple times. I did. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is pretty far fetched. Okay, pretty far fetched. But it was the way that he responded. I may be reading too much into this. Okay. When Carver was asking, you know, what do they talk about? What do they fight about? Mm-hmm. Carver asked girls. Tom's response was no. Right. And he, he looked at his dad, and his dad looked at him like yeah that was a stupid question well
0: they're twelve. I took it as i don't I mean we don't really talk about girls that's not really that important skateboards it's like the it's like the movie big <laughs> okay. they are more worried about making fart noises and playing with silly string in this case skateboarding and baseball than they are about girls I don't know what do you read into it?
2: I just read it i, I it was just kind of an odd thing and so I wondered if there wasn't something inappropriate going on between Tom and Danny. Oh, wow. And either Mark found out and got really upset Mm -hmm. or Joe found out and got really upset or. Okay. Maybe there was somebody else involved. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say the Vicar, but Paul. Yeah. Because there was that line in Danny's journal that said, I have to stop this. I have to stop doing this. Mm hmm. Which could be about anything, right? Sure, it could. But, you know, you pick those two things out. It could have been exactly what you're saying. Like, no, we're not. We're not interested in girls yet. Or right. it could be. We don't like girls. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's something to keep an eye on. Something. that's That's crazy. It's a crazy theory. Yeah. All right. I think this is the last question I have on Mark. Okay your kid dies mm-hmm. if my son died for instance and was murdered mm-hmm. and I wasn't responsible. I'll just get that out of the way. Okay. But the, my first reaction is going to be to walk into the police station and say, Hey, I will do anything I can to help you. Here's my police record in the past. Um, I, I lost my temper Danny a couple times and you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom knows about it. Um, I'm having an affair. Please don't tell my wife. Here's the person. I was with him that night. That's where I was. Any help you need to catch the killer, mm-hmm. you've got.
0: I don't know that I walk into the police station and start or handing them my dirty laundry, but I don't hide it when they when they are asking me these questions. Yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah. Especially when they start asking the questions. Right. I mean, the whole scene where he's saying, I don't know. I do know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: It's private, you know, okay, even if you don't want to admit the fact that you cheated on your wife, Mm -hmm. it's private and it's none of your business and it doesn't have anything to do with this case. Right, right,
0: right. Right. We talked last week about how Ellie would respond. Would she tell Beth when she finds out? Well, now she knows. So we'll find out, I guess.
2: Yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah, we'll see. She doesn't strike me as the kind of person that tells anybody.
0: Well, I said last week that she would definitely tell her and this week I don't. I don't think I I She's don't think she like, will because I do think that she understands that there is a protocol. She does respect yeah. protocol. The, the, that, and I do think so. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you're probably right.
0: What about, what about Carver's medical condition? We got some insight into that this week and we've, we've had some discussion over this the last couple of weeks. Last week he injected something into his leg. Which we talked about how it wasn't like an epipen, but it was. In, it was.
2: uh Yeah, like a like a syringe, just y- a yeah, like off like the shelf syringe. Yeah, right? so that he had it looked like he had loaded himself, or the doctor had.
0: Right, and you and I couldn't figure out anything that would be done that way. Well, we do have we call, we made a cry out to the the medical community that listens to our podcast, <laughs> and we got to, uh, some great feedback on uh, on our facebook group from linda
2: right and linda says wondering along with you all about the injection carter gave him uh gave himself ignoring the drugs implication i can only think of two things that he would need quickly low blood sugar can cause all the symptoms he had candy or coke work fast but an injection of glucagon will provide a long lasting source of glucose uh, the other is interferon, which affects the immune system and may be given if symptoms of an autoimmune disease worsen. Muscular sclerosis is the most common one. There are a lot of medications that people give themselves by injection, but very few as an emergency. And I would, I would definitely agree with that. You know, yeah, epinephrine, nor epinephrine, um, you know, is one that that people would give themselves in a you know anaphylactic situation. Mm-hmm. You know, glucagon. I, I hadn't really heard of that. I'm, I'm sure. I hadn't either. It makes sense. You know, insulin I guess is the is the opposite, but you're not gonna you're not gonna just jab yourself with insulin. And I wouldn't think if you're diabetic you're just gonna jab yourself and give you a dose of of glucose without some sort of because you can totally swing your whole system the other direction hmm. where you're you're now not in danger of going into a coma, but you're in danger of of uh well I guess I guess you would be Putting yourselves in danger, going into a diabetic coma, yeah, rather than just having really low blood sugar. So,
0: well, she came back after. I think she might have posted that before this week's episode, and then she came back and posted. Well, the same day. I actually, yeah. now that I look at the timestamp, she yeah. she was really chewing on it for a while, and she said recreational drugs are usually in the vein or up the nose. Yeah. This was a deep injection, like we talk about with a syringe. Yeah, yeah muscle. Um could also be used for cocaine, but with a slow effect. So she leans towards some sort of illness that doesn't that he doesn't want people to know about, uh, like multiple sclerosis uh, that would cause physical weakness. Uh, he could even have a psychiatric disease causing mm-hmm. mental weakness requiring Thorazine or the like. But she says, I didn't even consider that before, but I like
2: it. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: And then she says... His vision became blurred when he spilled the coffee. He was rubbing his right hand. He knew what was happening and was prepared. Sudden MS symptoms would not have required emergency medication. So Linda is going with seizure, and he must have some sort of an aura that is a few minutes warning. So the syringe was ativan, ativan, A T. Ivan and she says this of course means that legally he would not be allowed to drive or carry a weapon mm. so that's why he has to hide it and then she came back today uh 4 days later she says I've been thinking about this I love this Linda she says I'm still saying a seizure and if you noticed when he was on the docks he was having difficulty keeping his balance yeah this is one of two things He either has an aneurysm or a brain tumor, and my guess is that it's the brain stem which would account for his symptoms. The bigger question now is what kind of penance does he feel he has to do before having his head defused? Oh, man. So now she's she's now leaning towards uh, some sort of tumor tumor or an aneurysm in the brain.
2: Yeah, I mean, those are actually two of my first kind of thoughts. I mean, other than the drugs, but... You know, a deep, deep tissue injection is not really a drug thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you're not going to do emergency chemo on yourself. No. Um, You know, you might be giving yourself some sort of steroid injection to reduce inflammation. How fast that's going to work, I don't know. So, so autoimmune makes sense Um, An aneurysm, you know, you could do like a blood thinner Mm -hmm. to, to uh, you feel something really bad coming on a clot or something like that. I don't know.
0: I don't know enough about this stuff medical. I don't know. I don't know very little about medical stuff, but the doctor in this episode warned him that he needed to take it easy because it was, it was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Does that point more towards cancer or towards an aneurysm? I can totally see that both aneurysm of those com- com- me, comments going yep. towards aneurysm, yep. but okay. Like distress, does, does, does stress have a, a, a negative impact on cancer? Like it would an aneurysm.
2: I mean, I I can't think that it would, but I don't know.
0: Yeah,
2: okay. I'm not a doctor.
0: I'm not either. I but you know more stuff than I do. So,
2: well, very right. very good comments, Linda. Thank you. Yeah, very much.
0: Linda. Thank you so much for for that. That's awesome. So I'm gonna go with aneurysm for now.
2: Yeah, and you know I'll probably go with the same thing. He might have some weird blood disorder that when his stress spikes, he starts throwing clots, and you know maybe he needs a blood thinner to keep that down mm-hmm. or some sort of thing that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he got stabbed in the heart, and when his pulse is elevated, he shuts down while he's chasing bad guys all the time. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, wrong, wrong show. Wrong fox right, show. Right, yeah, wrong yeah. fox show.
0: Yeah, nice try. Uh, all right. So, did we talk about the what the what the psychic actually told uh, Beth about being someone close? He was killed by somebody that he knows well. No. Do do we? First, do we believe this? And secondly, yes. if we do believe it, then who who does that, who could that mean?
2: And everybody in the town knows everybody else well.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean Danny knows them well.
2: He's still a child. He knows everybody in the town. He doesn't know them well. You grew up in a small town. I did. How, how big was your town, approximately? We, uh, like a thousand people. Okay. Did you know most of the people in your town? Probably not. Okay, this is not a community of a thousand people. This is a community of like a hundred people.
0: I disagree. And
2: on the show, it's a community of like twenty
0: people. They have their own radio station. Hey, there's a. There's so does Chester's a, Mill. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we didn't have a radio station. We didn't have a newspaper. We had a week. Okay, we, we technically had a newspaper, but it didn't See? have. It had a lady who came in on Saturday and put something together. Right. It wasn't a staff of three or four or five people.
2: California they've got money
0: yeah this is a town bigger than than the one I grew up in
2: I don't think so I don't think so I disagree I think it's I think it's Grace Point population I'm gonna go with 800 max Uh, I was gonna max 800
0: I would say to me it it reminds me of what the county seat would have been I grew up in in a a small town Lincoln County Oklahoma yeah Uh, so the the town the county seat uh, was a I don't know, 20 minutes away and they had all this stuff. So I, I, to me it's that size, which I think they were like 8,000 people or something like that. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay.
2: I mean, you had the tap, the, the, you had all of the kids in the, um, whatever the egg race was. I didn't yeah, even the, know what it was. Yeah. All of the kids from the town, 70 kids.
0: I grew I I graduated with 30 kids. Okay.
2: You graduated, right? So yes. You had thirty kids in your grade.
0: Oh, I I I lied. That town is three thousand people. That, okay. that town I just told you about. Okay, that's what I think Grace Point is.
2: Three thousand. Yeah, three thousand. I'm people. saying eight hundred. Yeah, I'm saying eight hundred people max. Okay, probably closer to two or three hundred. And for the purpose of the show, it's like twenty people. Right. <laughs> right, right. Right. So we so know he knows. So you he still, knows all of those people. So
0: you still think that any of those people. Does he know me, Gemma? I mean, how does he know Gemma?
2: You saw Mark Solano walking down the street.
0: Yes. Mark has been in the town his entire life. He has well, worked so has for these people. So Danny. So Danny Danny is twelve. Mark is forty.
2: What does your dad do?
0: He's retired.
2: Okay, what what did he do?
0: <laughs> he worked at Tinker Air Force Base. Okay, so
2: he worked at Tinker Air Force Base. Not a good not not a good analogy. Uh, he was but, a but, carpet
0: layer when I was but, growing up.
2: But but maybe. All right. So in your town, uh-huh. he laid carpet.
0: No, in, in the town I live in now.
2: In the town you live in now, he laid okay. carpet. Yeah. Would he come home and tell stories about somebody's house or Mark is a plumber, right? So yeah, he,
0: th- your analogy does not work because my dad did them okay. for brand new houses before okay, he moved All right. All right.
2: So you know, okay, my dad was in the navy, okay, right? All and right. he would come home and tell stories about. I'm just going to make up a name here, Bill bolarski Okay, Bill. right? Uh-huh. He make up and he tell you know about Bill bolarski and you know over years, mm-hmm. right? We got to know. I never met Bill Bularsky, but I got to know about his table manners. And I got to know about who he was dating and his eating habits and his personal hygiene and, you know, about how big he was and the fact that he was really into football and loved the Denver Broncos. Right. I never met the guy, but I knew who I quote knew who he was because of all just these composites. A plumber only more so because a plumber has to go into everybody's house.
0: Yeah. And look, I, I hear your argument, but I just don't see it that way.
2: I, I just don't he see it. He knew Gemma that way. because his dad was sleeping with her and he knew about it.
0: Okay. That's a lot stronger than any of that other mess. You, you, you just.
2: He knew Jack, right? Because he was in the. Oh, sure. No, no question. No, Jack.
0: Yeah.
2: Owen was his cousin.
0: Owen was his, Owen was his cousin. You're right. I was trying to figure out the connection there. Yeah. I'm looking over at the suspects list now. Vince, he obviously knows. Right. The reverend, he he might know because they go to church there from time to time.
2: Um, Dean, he knows because it's his sister's boyfriend. He knew the the Millers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he knew his parents. Yeah,
0: the only one I'm guessing, Renee, who is from um, San Francisco. Francisco, Probably not. I had already eliminated her anyway. The CSI guy, I don't think he he would know him. Maybe. Raymond's a whole different deal. Raymond could be using this as a smokescreen to get himself...
2: Raymond's not going to go up to the mom and say, right. That well, somebody, your son knows, well, it's me. Yeah. Right. Right. So I would say that he could be eliminated from suspicion. Mm. If he's telling the truth, he's telling the he truth.
0: could still be a total quack job. Yeah. We haven't established that for sure
2: yet. And then Susan Eaton is his mom's boss or his, his, his cousin's boss. Right.
0: Susan. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kathy is. Yes. Kathy is. Yeah. Susan, right. not sure how he would know her.
2: Other than the fact that it's a small town and he's on the beach and probably she sees a dog. dog walking yep. lady all the time. I, and
0: I could see that. Yeah. I really could. So. Okay.
2: He knows all the people in the town.
0: Yeah. That really doesn't. Okay. Now we've, we've gone through it with that approach. I think we've decided that that didn't help us out at all. Okay. Rats.
2: So again, with the psychic thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So deep and revealing. Yeah. You know, the chances are statistically it's somebody he knew
0: that's exactly right statistically it's someone that you know so that commits the crime so
2: again yeah okay not not doing it for me yeah but you know it is doing it for me what's that hit a phone number on a crossword puzzle in the jacket i don't know why they just found it
0: yeah carver's reaction was great on this like
2: come on csi you know they botched they botched the footprints last week yeah
0: they have bought something every week, haven't yes. they? They really have. So does that draw attention to Hugo more and
2: more? No. I, I mean, in the same way so that either. Ellie is. Yeah. And confidence, probably not the right word, but
0: just not experienced with this type of inexperienced. investigation. Inexperienced. They're just not, they're out of their element yeah, here. They right. really are. So who's, who's, and this was our, our GP tweet question of the week. So I guess we won't ask that question just yet. And that, and that is who, where will that number lead us? But
2: Okay uh ellie refuses to call chloe <laughs> i love this scene <laughs> yeah she <laughs> finally just says, says no i'm know, not doing, I'm it. Not this doing that
0: I can wait till the morning
2: and then he does it anyways yeah he's crazy well calling teenage girls of the family that died yeah yeah i mean it's totally in character for him it totally is like, like i said he's trying to get through this as fast as possible
0: yeah tell me Tell me the truth about the cocaine, or at least give me a fake alibi like your dad did.
2: And then we'll, and then we'll get to the bottom of it because yeah. I can work a fake alibi, right? I can't work He's no information. Got
0: to give me a starting point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daryl, I think that sums it up. I think it does. It was it was still a
0: fun episode. I love watching the clues and seeing people work out these relationships and. Uh, I enjoyed it very, very much. I can't wait till next week. The the finale was good. It wasn't as good as last week where I I didn't yell at the computer this week, but him going in, typing in the number, and then them pulling the episode just before it's revealed, that was still frustrating. Good good cliffhanger.
2: Yeah. All right, Daryl, you want to move on to the GP question? Let's do it. As
0: I said, this week's question was, whose phone number was in Danny's pocket?
2: What do you think, Daryl?
0: I'm trying to remember what my wife's response was. She actually had a response. I think she thinks it's Gemma Fisher. Okay. Um That makes sense. You know, I really don't know. I, I she and I had this conversation and I couldn't give her a good answer. And I still I still really can't. Uh, maybe it's the hiker? Um Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. What do you think?
2: I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with one of two people. Okay. I'm gonna go with one of two possible scenarios. I'm gonna say it is Owens' number because okay. it was on the bottom of a crossword. Yeah. Works for a newspaper.
1: Yep. Could okay. be
2: Jack, right? Because Jack sells newspapers. Hmm. Does we he? We saw this week. We saw this week. He- Renee was in there buying newspapers. Yeah, no, she's buying smokes, wasn't she? She was buying smokes. I'm sorry. He and in Broadchurch, that character had a newspaper route. That's right. Her newspapers. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, getting my wires crossed here. So I'm going to say it could be Owen. I like your logic on that. I'm also going to say, and I'm going to put this at about eighty percent for me. Oh, okay. I'm going to say the number going to come up registered to a burner phone. Okay. And we're not going to know who it is for at least two more episodes. They're going to try and track down the burner and get the subpoena from the wireless carrier to see who bought the phone. And it's going to be purchased. The phone is going to be purchased. This part I'm not so sure on. But the only place I've seen to even buy burner phones or stuff like that is going to be Jack's shop.
0: So it's going to be Jack.
2: I don't think it's going to be Jack. I think it's going to be purchased at Jack's shop and it's going to cast suspicion on Jack.
0: I got you. Well, here's what the responders on Twitter had to say. Solo Talk Media says, "I think it's the N's number." Suspecting his father of meeting someone, Danny called the N to see if Gemma was there. Okay, it's a possibility. Yep. I think Jimmy Olson Blues says that it has to do with the drug deal. Okay. J Nails eighty three says, "I'm going to guess it is the number of someone who is connected with the five hundred dollars under Danny's bed." Yeah,
2: we we really don't know what happened to the five hundred dollars or where he got where it came it from or how now, he got it. Uh, Carver's back around where the drug
0: and the money has to be related, and I don't know that I'm there with him yet. Okay, I, in fact, I'm I'm not at
2: all. Yeah, Uh one was found in Chloe's room, right? One was in Danny's room. His correct? was the
0: money, hers was the drugs. Right, right. Okay. right. Yep, uh, Jenkins 100 Rose says the number equals the backpackers, the person he met when he didn't have his own phone and needed or slash wanted to contact later. Okay. Like Makes that. sense. Tangier 14 says, Pulse, Danny knew his mom and grandmother liked the Rev and didn't trust the other adults, and it led to his death. Wow.
2: Wow. Okay
0: and that's it i think that's everyone that we got this week so it's got some new folks contributing this week some good thoughts and i would imagine we'll find out next week that's one thing with this show it's only being 10 episodes they're getting right into things that they are leaving out there like that and and um, not leaving it out there more than one episode at least not so far they haven't done that
2: right all right daryl let's go to our suspect list
0: well, mine didn't change Clint. at all. Uh, one change. So Dean Iverson was my number one last week. He's still number one. Vince Novick is two. The only change that I made was I moved Tom Miller down to 12th place and crossed him off my list. Whoa. Yes. I did this as a direct result of a comment that we got on the website and it came in from our mutual friend, Emily. Okay, you guys may know her as Miss Ice on our uh, on our Flash podcast, Central City Underground. But she says that assuming that the psychic guy is correct, it seems as though the killer must be a family member or close friend of Danny's. One person whom I believe we should be able to rule out is Tom. After Ellie tells him about Danny's death, only then does he go and delete the messages on his phone and reformat his hard drive. Had he been the killer, wouldn't it make sense that he would have already taken those actions? Seems like this action was reflexive to the news. I think that's completely sound logic, and it caused me mm. to go ahead and cross Tom
2: off my list. Unfortunately, the logic is a little too sound. Oh, yeah? Yes. Because as you know, 11 year old brains are still developing, <laughs> and the logic centers aren't fully formed yet. <laughs> so if Tom. Uh. I'm just throwing out another scenario here. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to be funny by the time we get to the 10th episode, I will have thrown out so many scenarios yeah. with so many possibilities. One of them is going to be One correct. And I'm going to be like, right. see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom accidentally kills Danny, uh-huh. but he doesn't know that he's dead. Mark Solano, mm. Joe Miller, Susan Wright, who has the skateboard mm-hmm. comes along and sees Danny's dead realizes that it was Tom and that it was an accident and then tries to make it look like a suicide. Mm. And when he realizes, Oh, it wasn't just a fight that I hit Danny across the face and he passed out. He's Mm -hmm. actually dead. Now I need to delete all the messages. Okay. All right. So he's still on my list. Still on your list. All right. You've already got him crossed off. That's amazing. He
0: is crossed off. Yep. And I believe that's the only
2: change I made
0: all right how
2: about you i uh my top i think my top two are the same i moved up two people so my top is kathy eaton still still i have no reason to suspect that she's not the killer okay therefore she's on the list dean still very suspicious Mm -hmm. number two on my list Moved susan right up oh you did she she's kind of a wild card i think i think i did you have the old list I do. Last week you had her at five. So now she's at three. Okay. Also move Gemma Fisher up. Mm hmm. Not that I think that she's capable of murder, but now we know that she has a reason. Right. She has motive. She has motive. Though she still doesn't strike me as the type that would do it. But
0: no, she doesn't. Um,
2: Moral compasses break.
0: They do. I had her at three last week, so there wasn't really any room for me to move her up. Right. But Yeah.
2: Vince, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Tom, number five. Okay. So I think I moved him down. Vince, number six. Jack, number seven. Mm -hmm. Mark, Raymond, and Paul round out eight, nine, and ten. Still only three people crossed off of my list. That's Renee, Mm -hmm. Beth, and Emmett Carver. All right. And I may, depending on what the phone number is, I may have to bring some of those out of retirement. Uh, the phone number is eight six 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 seven five three oh nine. Eight six seven five three oh nine one eight six six two three seven nine nine seven eight what I don't know what's our feedback number I forgot it three oh four eight three seven two two seven eight I was I got I was close. Yep not not even a little bit. (laughs) Well this is what we have this week. Now remember this is a cumulative poll so Tom got a bunch of votes after the Uh, the phone number is eight six seven five three zero nine. Eight six seven five three zero nine. One eight 9978. What? I don't know. Oh. What's our feedback number? I forgot it. Three zero four eight three seven two two seven eight. I was. Mm-hmm. I got. I was close. Yep. Not. Not even a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, this is what we have this week. Now, remember, this is a cumulative poll, so Tom got a bunch of votes after the first episode and he's still leading the pack because of that he only got one new vote this week but he has eight total okay mark solano didn't yep. get any new votes this week but he's still no wait a minute um hang on i didn't resort this so dean actually should be now be number two they're tied tom and dean are tied for that's right with eight votes with eight votes. so dean had five last week so he got three new votes this week that's right yep Next is going to be Mark, which we said. He's got five, which is the same as last week. Tied with Paul, he also has five. He had two last week, so he also got three new votes this week. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't really do a whole lot this week nope. to, get to become suspicious other than rub Beth's hand.
2: Which is kind of creepy. A
0: little bit. He's a creeper. Yeah, A little bit. Uh, what else do we have here? Vince, I guess, is next with four. Number four. And right. last week he had three, so he gained a new vote this week.
2: Then we've got Gemma fisher and susan wright at three now Gemma only had
0: two last week where susan had three already so okay. Gemma green gained a new vote this week
2: and then we've got kathy eaton i've i've brought somebody else along i think oh no that must be my vote because i didn't vote this week
0: okay yeah she had, she
2: had two last week and i didn't vote yeah so all right so kathy's got two mm-hmm. joe's got two joe miller he had one last week and raymond has two Raymond had one last week, and then everyone else has one vote except for Jack Reinhold, mm-hmm. Beth Solano, mm-hmm. and Emmett Carver
0: with z- goose eggs.
2: It's going to be really interesting to see some of these ones, zeros, ones, and twos.
0: Uh huh. Suddenly, Ta- take a yeah. spike. Yeah, yeah.
2: On the tack on the votes. Yeah. we we'll move through the season. So. Well,
0: well, that's a lot of fun. Don't forget, we have that poll. If you haven't voted yet, don't worry. Go over there and vote right now. And um you can do that over at golden media dot com slash prime suspect and cast your vote each week as the clues are dished out. How do you interpret those and cast your vote accordingly? That's right. Yeah well clint you gave out the number that's 304-837-2278 if you want to call and leave us your voice feedback like mark did this week or you can email that in to us well it's not it does come to us via email but the way to do that is over at golden spiral media that's right yeah dot com
2: slash feedback Yeah. it can also lead a voice feedback on the spinning beach ball pipe
0: <laughs> that's right
2: yeah which you know you'll click on it and then you'll have to wait and then the screen will go black and then a week later, it'll pop back up and tell you what, or you know, allow you to submit the feedback. Right, so <laughs> exactly. There on the right, right side of the screen. Deadline again is Sunday afternoons at noon Eastern. Noon Eastern. That's e, right. Currently EDT, soon to be EST.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, next week, right? I think so. Yeah, and of course, over there at that same uh, website, you can also typey typey out some email and send it That's to right. us that way, Our which is. Which is good. We like it. We do. Yep. You can follow us on the Facebook. Probably the best way over there is Facebook. Just search for uh, Grace Point Revealed
2: and you'll find us. That's right. Also on Twitter at twitter.com slash grace point GSM. Mm-hmm. And I would invite you to go to com slash support to find out about new and interesting ways. To give us some of your hard earned money.
0: Yeah, we just added a new one this week for Linda, L Y N D A. Oh, I com. love Linda.
2: I'm a big Linda fan.
0: I am too. In fact, tomorrow's episode, well, today this comes out on Monday. So today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday is talking about the idea of education, how important it is to us here at Golden Spiral Media, and how Linda.com plays a part of that. So yeah, lynda.com is, is wonderful.
2: It's fantastic. I've, yeah. I've been a member for at least a year and a half. there's <clears throat> We're getting off topic. Yeah. There is this thing that I found out on lynda.com and it has literally saved me probably 200 hours of work wow it's a uh, it's not a mail merge but it's a merge feature in Adobe InDesign Mm. that has allowed me to set up a single template into CSV and a folder of pictures and batch import anytime I need to I I do catalogs Mm. for my work and so it basically spits out a finished catalog just using csv files nice it's fantastic yeah and before i was doing this with word and you got to get the you know <sighs> get it formatted correctly get you know the box and the picture's too big and it pushes everything out and all the pages are off it was a big huge mess this has been a fantastic feature well worth a year subscription just for that feature alone yeah, but, cool. but one of the one of the things i picked up on linda if you need to learn new software um, new types of software editing software audio editing software oh yeah your best source is uh Golden spiral media of course yeah but your second best source i would say is <laughs> linda.com it's, yeah. a, it's a great feedback so go to slash support mm-hmm. click on the linda i think you get a month free a week free. a week free mm-hmm. you get a one week trial get in there and look at the videos you've got helper files you can download and follow along it's fantastic yeah get out there and do it indeed
0: all right well thank you for tuning in to this week it's been a lot of fun podcasting with my buddy yeah. clint
2: that's right i wish the ratings were up a little bit i do too because i'm worried about season two
0: yeah mark called in and said the ratings were not good definitely not going to be a season two and he's appreciating and, and soaking in every moment of this show and this podcast that he can while it's here
2: i'm hoping that more people get on the cliffs of grace point and don't and don't fall over don't fall off that's right <laughs>
0: Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Grace Point Revealed. And until next time, may uh, all of your bank balances be
2: nowhere near being overdrawn by a thousand dollars. Yeah. And remember, stop acting like his lawyer.